Uh, let me start off by adding my voice to my wife's um, in wishing all the women of the house happy Mother's Day. Amen. We thank God for women who wear the heart of motherhood and play a very important role in society. In fact, their role can't be overstated enough. Amen. God bless all the women who are mothers and those who are motherly in nature. Uh, from my little understanding, a mother is not only a noun, it can also be an adjective. Amen. So God bless all people or women or sisters in the house who exhibit the qualities of mother. You are deeply celebrated, really appreciated, and very honored. Amen. Even God was even depicted as a mother. And um, Minister Lily read one of the scriptures. If you read another scripture in Isaiah, God says he will comfort Israel just as a mother comforts his children. Amen. So we bless God for all women in the house. Happy Mother's Day to you all. Amen. Let me share a word of prayer and get right into it. Father, I ask that this morning you'll give me the inspiration to articulate with exactitude, precision, and accuracy as instructed of me. Amen. Hebrews chapter 4 verse 1 to 11. I don't find this strange I'm preaching this, but I find it a bit unexpected. <laughs> Amen. Uh, I thought I was going to preach something else, but it's always good to be obedient. Amen. I read. Therefore, since a promise remains of entering his rest, let us fear lest any of you seem to come short of it for indeed the gospel was preached to us as well to them but the word which they heard did not profit them not being mixed with faith in those who heard it for we who believed have entered into that rest as he has said so I swore in my wrath they shall not enter into my rest, although the works were finished from the foundation of the world. For he has spoken in a certain place of the seventh day in this way, and God rested on the seventh day from all his works. And again in this place they shall not enter my rest. Since therefore it remains that some must enter it, and those to whom it was first preached did not enter because of disobedience. Again, he designates a certain day, saying, In David today, after such a long time as it has been said, Today, if you hear his voice, do not harden your hearts. For if Joshua had given them rest, then he would not afterward have spoken of another day. There remains therefore a rest for the people of God, for he who has entered his rest has himself also ceased from his works as God did from his. Let us therefore be diligent to enter the rest, lest anyone fall according to the same example of disobedience. Amen. In this month of faith, this scripture will help us to adopt a certain posture. And I believe that by the time we finish, we will all be cognizant of that. To understand verse 1, 
uh, it's very important you understand the preceding chapter which is chapter 3 and from verse 7 right down up to chapter 4 it, it makes mention of some things that's why chapter 4 starts with therefore and if you look at um, the scripture in verse 7 right up to the end of chapter 3 you realize that the writer of Hebrews talked about the rebelliousness of Israel and why were they rebellious they were rebellious because they tried and tested God for 40 years you see sometimes today when we, we, we define rebellion we just see rebellion as maybe you are flouting um, rules against established authority um, but to God rebellion is much more than that whenever you refuse to trust God whenever you refuse to let his mighty hand of power reign in your life that is counted to the Lord also as rebellion so it's not just being insubordinate to an established authority or leadership per se it is also testing God not trusting him at his word that is also the height of rebellion and Israel was that way and because of that the Lord swore in his wrath that they were not going to enter into his rest now when you read chapter 3 the word rest there in context was talking about the promised land in Canaan so when God swore by his wrath that they will not enter into his rest God was referring to a place a physical place that he was going to give to them in fact in Genesis chapter 12 God told Abraham who was the father of Jews that I'm going to take you to a place and it was the promised land he irritated that to Moses during the wilderness sojourn that he was going to take them to a place and that place in Canaan where God was going to take them was called rest why because they will cease from a wandering and they will settle in a place where they could call their own now at the time when they were insurgent in the wilderness after all the miracles after everything that they, they saw they still couldn't develop trust in this month of faith it is imperative that you build your faith to a place where you will have trust in the lord because until you have trust in the lord you are just rebellious in the sight of the lord and people who are rebellious will never experience the mighty power of god in first john chapter 5 verse 4 which has become the memory verse for our month it says that for whatever is born of god overcomes the world this is the victory that has overcome the world even our faith for us to experience a series of victories for us to call ourselves overcomers it needs be that we have to take our faith walk with god very serious and one of the ways we, we, we have to come to that place where we will experience perfection of our faith is when we can fully trust god when you don't trust god you will test god and that's what happened to the Israelites. After everything that they saw, after all the miracles that um, they were witness to, they still didn't have enough trust in God. And I realized one thing. God even noticed something. He said, these people, they don't know my ways, even though they saw my works. So may I explain to you that sometimes for you to also have faith, for you to develop your faith where you will have full trust, full persuasion, full conviction. 
I believe these three words were highlighted during the past weekend in our faith convention by our guest speaker. For us to come to that place, it is important that we understand the ways of God. That is what will make you a man or a woman of faith. It is not just the works of God. We talk about his acts and we talk about his miracles. The ways of God will actually help you to become established in your faith. And may I um, emphasize on this point that God doesn't want us to live by miracles. God wants us to live by faith. And for us to live by faith, it is imperative that we know the word of God. Amen. So the word of God is one of the ways by which we are able to know the ways of God. We have to cultivate that relationship. We have to take our time and build that relationship. The next thing that will help us to be in the know of the ways of God is when we have fellowship with the Holy Spirit. The Holy Spirit has been given to us so that he will foster relationship, communion with us, and will explain to us the mind of God and anything that seems to become a mystery. So that's what the Holy Spirit is there for. So I will compare the Word of God and the Holy Spirit like this. The Word of God is like a map. You see, when you have a map, when you go to your app and you search maps, maps will give you the direction to your destination from wherever you are traveling from. But it will not tell you instances or latest developments when there is traffic, where the roads are blocked, where there is a filling station. Maps don't give you all that fine details, but a GPS will do. And that's a good GPS. It will tell you, filling station here, roads are blocked, traffic is 30 minutes away or two miles away, therefore we will reroute your, 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 your location to a shorter route. GPS will give you all that. So that is the rule of the Holy Spirit and the Bible. The Bible is like the map. When we read the Bible, it gives us everything. It spells out clearly who God is. It spells out clearly our destiny. But we will need the Holy Spirit for all the fine details. You know, the Bible tells us that if you find a wife, you have found a good thing. And you obtain favor from the Lord. That's a map. It gives you the destination. But the Bible will not tell you, marry Catherine or marry Jane. You see, all those fine details, that's where the Holy Spirit will come in and fill those details. And that's what we call the ways of God. So we will need to acquaint ourselves with the Bible to cultivate relationship with God. And we will also need to foster fellowship with the Holy Spirit who has been given to us as a result of Christ dying. Then we will be able to know the ways of God because it is only through knowing the ways of God that we will not end up becoming like Israel who were rebellious. Another thing that we saw of Israel was they had an evil heart of unbelief. And that was the reason why they tried and they tested God. So in this month of faith, be very aggressive, be very ruthless, and have a strong fight against unbelief. Because when unbelief is left and when it festers, it develops an evil heart. And why does it develop an evil heart? When you read the, the verse, the, the chapter that I just read to you in chapter 4, especially verses 6 to 7, you will see 
the implications of the evil heart of unbelief. It causes one to become disobedient and it causes one to have a hardened heart. Whenever you see someone who is struggling to obey the promise of God, struggling to obey God's command, struggling to believe that what God has said has come to pass, the person is manifesting an evil heart of unbelief. And when you manifest an evil heart of unbelief, it shows in your disobedience and it shows in the hardening of your heart. When your heart is hardened, your heart is hardened to the promises of God. Your heart is hardened to anything that God has said concerning your life. In this month of May, be very determined that everything that God has said concerning my life will come to pass. It doesn't matter the contradiction. It doesn't matter how the first four months have gone. I am still going to trust God. And for you to trust God, it will only come at the expense of knowing the ways of God, not just knowing miracles. Thank God for miracles. Thank God for his acts. Thank God for his miraculous deeds. But it will take much more than that to know the ways, to, 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 to experience the blessing of God and to experience the promise of God being manifested in your life. And for that to happen, you will need to know the ways of God. So that was the summary of the preceding chapter. And then it goes on to chapter 4 and now starts. On these grounds, verse 1, we have to enter into his rest and we should fear lest any seem to come short of it. So after he had talked about Israel who failed to enter into the promised land, the writer is now advising the Jewish believers that enter into his rest. Now in chapter 4 verse 1, what is the meaning of this word rest here? The meaning of this rest, rest here is talking about our resting place. It's actually talking of heaven. So this word rest here is not necessarily an activity or it does not necessarily mean ceasing from labor. This rest here denotes our resting place, which is talking of heaven. In chapter 3, the word rest there denoted Canaan, which was the promised land. In chapter 4, verse 1, the red rest here represents our resting place with talks of heaven. So now, after the writer of Hebrews had talked about how that entire generation failed to enter into the promised land, it behoves on us who are Christians that we should enter into our resting place, which is also called rest. We should enter there. And the Bible says that we should not come short of it, just like the Israelites came short of it. And how do we enter into this resting place? We enter there because of the preaching of the gospel. The Bible lets us know that when the gospel was also preached to them, and what was the gospel? The gospel was what was preached to Abraham, that you will become a father of many nations, and you will not sojourn forever, but you will have a country, and you will become a people. Abraham believed that gospel, and it was credited to his accounts as righteousness. Now, this same gospel was given to those Israelites who were sojourning in the wilderness, and they didn't believe it. They had an evil heart of unbelief, and because of that, the Lord had to wipe all of them out. In fact, that 
generation, none of them entered into the promise of God. The Lord had to wipe them out. The preaching of the gospel. So for us, what will help us to enter into heaven, which is our resting place? The preaching of the gospel. The preaching of the gospel that Jesus Christ became the atoning sacrifice for mankind. And when we put our trust in him, when we believe in him as the son of God, when we believe in him as our Lord, when we believe in him as our personal savior, we will enter into that resting place. And for us to experience the power of the preached gospel, verse 2 talks about an important attitude. We have to learn how to mix the word of God we have received with a heart of faith. And what does this simply mean? It means that we have to believe it. We have to believe it. Faith demands belief. Faith demands belief. In this month of faith, you will have to believe in the gospel. The Bible says that when we don't apply a heart of faith in mixture to the word that we have received, it will not profit us. And that is what will help us to enter into our final resting place. In this month of faith, it is very important that we adopt a posture of belief. Believing in the word of God. Believing in the power of the preached gospel. Amen. Now, to gain more insight on the word rest, there is a commentator called John Owen. And he talked about five features of the word rest. But one of them I like was he spoke about peace with God. So it is very important that when we are able to have a heart of faith and receive the preached gospel, we, one of the features of that is that we experience peace with God. And that's very important. And that is what will help us to please God. That's why in Hebrews chapter 11 verse 6, the Bible lets us know that for without faith, it is impossible for us to please God. Faith demands we believe the word of God. It's only when we come to a place where we believe the word of God that we will be able to experience harmony with God. Now, when you read Hebrews chapter 3, the entire generation that were wiped out as a result of an evil heart of unbelief and it manifested because they disobeyed God's word and they also had a hardened heart to the promise of God. They didn't have peace with God. There was no harmony. So faith helps us to have harmony with God. It's called the peace of God. When it comes to the promises of God, you have to believe the word of God. You have to come to a place of full persuasion. You have to come to a place of conviction and trust. And you must not be moved by data and figures and the contradicting image. You have to come to a place where we use the word stubborn. I believe in the promise of God. I believe what God has said. Until we develop that posture, we will miss out. We will miss out on rest, which will be our resting place. We will miss out on the manifestation of God's prophetic promise concerning our life. 
Now, when you read further in, in the scripture we just read in Hebrews chapter 4, the writer quotes Psalm 95 that Israel couldn't enter the promised land, which was rest, which I did explain earlier. And it's repeated there in Hebrews chapter 4. Like Israel, unbelief can deter us from entering our resting place. And this is why unbelief is called an evil heart. Amen. Now, there is something interesting that you, you, we have to find out about the Sabbath when in our ch- uh, chapter we just read in Hebrews chapter 4. It, it talks about the Sabbath. And when you read it carefully, the Sabbath was initiated by God when he rested on the seventh day. And why did the Lord have to do that? You see, when you read the book of Genesis chapter 2, you will think that God just instituted the Sabbath just because he had finished creating the earth. But when you read Hebrews, it goes deeper than that. The Sabbath was supposed to be a type of the promised land for Israel. So when God initiated the Sabbath, it was a pattern of how Israel was to settle in Canaan, which was the promised land. That is, after 40 years of sojourn, after 40 years of not having a nation, they will come to a place of rest. That was what the Sabbath represented. So the Sabbath was a type of the promised land for Israel. The next thing that you will see in the scripture that we just read, the Sabbath was personified. When you look at this scripture carefully, the word rest here in Hebrews chapter 4 verse 1 to 11 has two meanings. The first meaning is it's our resting place. That's heaven. The second meaning is it's a person who is called Jesus. And when you read Colossians chapter 2 verse 16 to 17, it makes it very clear that Jesus is the substance of the Sabbath. That's why the Bible says that don't judge any man in food, drink, in Sabbaths, new moons, festivals, and what have you. But all these are shadows of things to come, but the substance is of Christ. So when God instituted the Sabbath, that man should rest on the seventh day, it was a prophetic picture of what Jesus will come to represent. And when we come into Jesus, we also experience a rest. The Sabbath also appointed to us how we are to receive Christ. And how do we receive Christ? We receive Christ by resting. Now, what do I mean by resting? I really necessarily don't mean by doing nothing. By resting simply means by believing, by putting your trust in him instead of putting your trust in your works. That's the rest. You don't come to Christ with works of righteousness. You don't come to Christ with what you can do. All those things are dead works. You have to come to Christ believing. And when you come to Christ believing, you will experience the rest, which is also Christ. So in Hebrews chapter 4, rest denotes heaven, which is our resting place. It also denotes a person who is called Christ. And when we come to him, it means we have ceased from all our labors. Whatever that we wanted to do that will make us righteous, we have ceased from it because he is the fulfillment and the embodiment of the law. We come to perfect rest when we come 
into Jesus. Amen. Now, verse 11. Let us labor, therefore, to enter into that rest, lest any man fail after the same example of unbelief. Ladies and gentlemen, faith is a fight. And that's why today's message is entitled, A World of Labor. When you decide to walk by faith, when you decide to commit yourself to this lifestyle and this work of faith, you have entered into labor. It is a fight. And why is it a fight? Because you will always have to be fighting the opponent of faith, which is unbelief. And that's why it's necessary for us to read the Bible at all times. It's necessary to build our faith by speaking in tongues. It is necessary for us to acquaint ourselves with the Holy Spirit and and read the Bible so that we can know His ways. It, It is necessary for us to take practical, spiritual, biblical steps that will help us to fortify our faith. It's a fight. So you have entered into a world of labor. When you, when you want to commit yourself to this faith work, it is not just folding of arms. You have to labor to enter into that rest. Labor to enter into Christ, who is the substance of the Sabbath, by which we experience true rest. And what is the rest we experience? Our works don't make us righteous, but he makes us righteous. That is the fulfillment of the Sabbath. That is the fulfillment of that rest. Fight and and labor to enter into your resting place, which is heaven. For the Israelites, their rest was Canaan, which was the promised land. For us Christians today, our rest is called our resting place, which is heaven. Fight to enter into that place. It's a fight. Faith is a fight. And that's why sometimes many Christians are not able to live the lifestyle of faith. They come in and they become very disappointed. Like, wow, I thought it was going to be easy. I thought it was abracadabra. I thought everything would be mine. I thought it was magic. It's not. It is labor. And that's why the Bible says that we should labor to enter into that rest. Faith is a fight. You will fight the opponents of unbelief. Because if you don't fight the opponents of unbelief, Unbelief will capture your heart, and when unbelief captures your heart, you will suffer from the same condition that the Israelites suffered from, which is called an evil heart of unbelief. And when you have an evil heart of unbelief, you will be disobedient and you will be hardened to the promises of God. For us to experience the manifestation of every promise, we will have to labor to enter into rest. We have to have full trust in God. We have to have full belief in God. We have to have belief in the promises of God so that we can experience the manifestation of God. Faith here also means total reliance on Christ. It means that I cease from my works. I cease from all my works that I am doing to make myself righteous and receive the gift of righteousness. That is also entering into a level of faith. We have to come to that place. And that's why when you read two chapters after 
um, 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 chapter 4, that's chapter 6, it talks about we have to repent from dead works. Repentance from dead works means we are entering into the rest that Christ has afforded us. And what is repentance from dead works? It is trying to establish your own works, your own righteousness, your own good deeds outside Christ. It doesn't suffice. Faith also means total reliance on Christ. And faith requires diligence. Don't forget that. Else we will fall into the same example of Israel. So when you come into faith, that is not the time to be dormant. That is the time to be active. That is the time to be spiritual. That is the time to take your Christian life very serious so that we can experience every promise and every manifestation that God has for us. One of the things that we can do to strengthen our faith and where we can come into rest is praise and worship. Romans chapter 4, the Bible lets us know that Abraham was strengthened he gave glory to God and because of that he did not stagger at the promise of God and he didn't waver not. We have to come to a place where we experience total resolution. We have to come to a place where we are constant in our beliefs, constant in our confession and that can only happen when we build our faith life. And for us to build our faith life, we have to come into the rest which is afforded us who is Christ he is the prototype of our Sabbath and when we come into him not just coming into him but when we also painstakingly make time to foster relationship with him we will be fully persuaded we will be fully convicted and when we come to that position of conviction and we come to that place of persuasion the manifestation of every promise that God has said concerning your life will come to pass. And I now understand that the scripture that says that when Christ comes back on this earth, will he find faith? It will take faith for us to enter into the resting place. So faith is inviting us to labor. Be diligent to enter into the rest. In this month of faith, be diligent to enter into the rest, which is your resting place. In this month of faith, be diligent to enter into rest, who is a person called Christ, the prototype of Sabbath. When we come to him, all works have ceased. And now we can come to a place where we can have full trust, full persuasion, full conviction for the manifestation of every promise. Of God. Can we begin to pray? Thank you, Jesus. Commit yourself to a lifestyle of faith. Thank you, Lord. I just want you to pray. I commit myself to a lifestyle of faith. A lifestyle of faith. Thank you, Jesus. Zibanto ni madoki yanda rabo shibanda la madozi kenta libre kubanda la mazuka dibando ni madozi kayanda rebezuka rababa. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. I commend myself to a lifestyle of faith. 
Thank you, Jesus. Shabanta di Badosi Katanda di Madoka in Daramosi Karabontana Moshi Karabamosi Karababando de Boko. Yes, Lord. Thank you, Jesus. Kindani Madosi Kantani Madoka Lidembozin Tony Mashando de Bosikayanda Rabantoni Madoka Lidemesu Karabamando de Moshi Karababando de Boko Yanda de Beko Talababa. May the Lord find me faithful. For your word says that the just shall live by faith. I am the Commit yourself to a lifestyle of faith. Antony Madoka, Dene Kotan, Dene Mozik, my faith has found a resting place, not in device nor creed. I trust the ever living one, his wounds for me shall
I need no other arguments. I need no other plea. It is enough that Jesus died. Thank you, Lord. I found my resting place. May we enter into this rest. The Israelites could not enter into the rest which was the promised land because they had an evil heart of unbelief. May we enter into our resting place which has been promised by God. The builder, the foundation, and the city, its maker, its God. May we enter into that resting place. And may we also enter into the rest which is personified in Christ. When we come into him, it is the end of all labor. We cease to do anything in our own righteousness and trust and believe in him. And it's only when we come to that lifestyle of faith where we have full trust, full persuasion, and full conviction that indeed we can experience the manifestation of Christ. Thank you, Lord, for this word. We've heard what we, you have given to us this morning and we mix it with a heart of faith that it will profit us. Amen.